Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. We talking about practice. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? The Bye Weeks podcast is coming at you on the ultimate bye week of them all, the off-season. And we're sitting here just a, a day away from the draft now, Mike. It's, uh, it's caught up on us very quickly. Exciting times, Tom. Exciting mm. times. Yeah. I can sense it in your voice. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. One of, the, one of the most exciting days of the uh, the NFL season, ironically, and it comes uh, very early on in the season. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it comes on a week where uh, we've seen quite a bit of action already, which we're going to get through before we run through our second mock draft matrix. Um, a week that's also seen a, uh, an interesting spat develop between Donovan McNabb and Lane Johnson. I don't know if you've been following that one uh, uh, as an Eagles fan. Uh. Yeah, I have. Yeah, uh, Donovan McNabb taking a pot shot at Carson Wentz there. Uh, uh, very interesting to see. Um, I'm not sure. Lane Johnson coming to, to the aid of his quarterback. Uh, not, not, not too much in this one, Tom. Just... Uh, mm. There's quite enjoy- enjoyable uh, shit-talking going on on social yeah. media from Lane Johnson, which he's always a bit of a character, so it's mm. good to see. A few shenanigans on social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good to see. We've seen quite a few uh, shenanigans in the rugby world lately in terms of trolling, so good to see the <laughs> NFL catching up with it. Um, the big news this week has to be uh, the Frank Clark trade for the for my Chiefs here. Um, trading the uh, one round 129 for Frank Clark and making him the third-highest-paid defensive player in the league. Uh, for me... It's a trade that I think oh, I'm happy with the trade. I'm just not happy with the the amount of money they're paying this guy. Um, for me, it's, I mean, I, I admitted to you the other week I, I barely heard of the guy before. And I don't know if that's if that's more on, on me, maybe. But um, I I just I think I think the price tag they've put on him it was way too much here and a fine bit of business by the Seahawks Chiefs uh, leave this little red faced if you excuse the pun. Yeah, well, I, I, look, I understand that. I mean, it, I'd say it's a little bit on you. He, he did have a fine season last year, double-digit sack production. Mm. Um, I think those uh, some of those West Coast games are a bit too late for me then. <laughs> you tell you telling me that the uh, the Chiefs converting to a four-three defense this year, Frank Clark, mm. a natural fit in that in the as a defensive end in a four-three. Yeah, um, I don't mind it as much as you potentially, but the uh, the Chiefs will certainly have to fill out the roster with some of. The, they're going to have to hit on the, a lot of their their picks lower down in the draft now after giving up the. Uh, top end draft capital for Frank Clark but what it does mean is that uh, potentially we could see a lot of movement on draft night hence our uh, our most recent uh, simulation we're about to do here where there are teams full of pull a few pull a few triggers full some, a few surprises and uh, yeah uh, maybe snare some quarterbacks early on so mm, what, what, yes. what, we've seen this a few times since we've been watching NFL draft people getting very jittery and, and looking yeah. to take a quarterback early when maybe they shouldn't um, so maybe it was interesting from our point of view to see how this would pan out yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so let's uh, let's get into it. The uh, mock draft matrix 2.0. And um, I said to you on previous prog- podcast, Mike, that uh, I was never really convinced that the Cardinals were going to pull the trigger on Kyler Murray with a number one pick. Um, I've I've put my own money on them taking Bosa, and um, I think it's been a, a wonderful piece of deceit here from uh, Cliff Kingsbury and everyone at the Cardinals, and they're gonna. Stick with their gun, stick with Josh Rosen, and uh, make Nick Bosa the number one overall pick. So uh, Nick Bosa, number one to the Cardinals here. That's what I'm going to put down. Best player in the draft. All right. Well, this is what happens when you give Tom a a number one pick overall. He goes for a big defensive lineman, shakes things up. 
and uh, that that certainly leaves uh, all options open with the uh, the number number two pick here, um, held by the, uh, the the San Francisco 49ers. Um, now, this is where I think the first surprise could come in. Kyler mm. Murray is still on the board, and we're hearing very uh, we're hearing some rumours that he's uh, uh, the Oakland Raiders franchise are enamoured with him. Mm. Uh, yeah. They've they've sent their entire their entire uh, scouting network away from the draft room the week before the draft. Uh, reminiscent of the Jacksonville Jaguars when they uh, they they took Blake Bortles at number four yeah. overall, a very secretive approach. So I think the uh, th- there's a trade in the works. Here come the Oakland Raiders trading Ooh. up into the number two spot, and they select uh, Kyler Murray, Oklahoma, to run that offense uh, in the future. Maybe sit year one and uh, take take the Raiders into Nevada when they make that move to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. The the, the Raiders have been meeting with Murray. They went down, flew down to Dallas a few weeks ago, and met with him. Worked him out of high school around there near his hometown. So, yeah, it makes all sense to me, especially given, as you as you mentioned, the espionage that's been going on here with uh, Mayock and co. And I think uh, I think they're, they're happy to get their hands on a, a energetic playmaker here at number two. Yeah, and and, and also with uh, reading some advanced stats about Kyler Murray, he, he is very accurate on the, the deep ball and on, on difficult throws into tight windows. Yeah. Um, whether you believe in analytics or not, that's what the analysts are saying. Uh, very similar to Baker Mayfield last year. So mm. um, they, they'd be hoping for similar success from him that Baker's had in Cleveland. Um, yep. So, yeah, it could, could be a good move for, uh, for the Raiders there. Absolutely. And a word on the Niners here. The Niners are very happy to accept this pick here with the Raiders. It may, may even involve the Raiders giving up one of their later first round picks here yeah, uh, to the to. Niners as a result to move up those two places as far as the Niners are concerned if they want to pass Russia they're still going to either get either Brian Burns or Josh Allen here with the fourth pick so mm-hmm. no real risk involved for them it's just who they think is the better player Yeah. Uh, so, and, yeah. and they gain some draft capital yeah. to fill yeah, out so, the rest of that roster because yeah. They've got some good. They've got some interesting players, but they're they're not ready for a championship run just yet. No. Um. So they they, they need to pick up as much talent as possible. So uh, yeah, a good good move all round from the 49ers, I think. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Just uh, I was going to write this down here so we uh, keep uh, keep track of this, Mike, because we've got a few trades. Uh, in, in the, <laughs> the alarm bell is going to start ringing soon. But not number three, I don't think, Tom. No, not number three. The Jets uh, stay put here, uh, and they get their their best player. Um, who's Ed Oliver? Uh, the lots of reports saying the Jets have been enamoured with Oliver here. They need someone to come in and anchor that uh, defensive line. And um, yeah, as I think we discussed this pick, uh, you know, in depth in the last mock draft. So not too much to say here. The Jets uh, they get their guy there at number three, which uh, leaves the Niners on the clock at four. And they've, uh, as we mentioned, they've got their pick of uh, pick your poison here in terms of pass rushes, Mike. So who do you reckon they're going to take here at the four? Uh... A little bit different to how our first mock played out. Um, I, I think there's a lot less concern here about them taking a pure pass rusher, the mm. Niners. Interesting. They, they've, they've drafted a lot of high um, high draft pick defensive linemen. Uh, there isn't a huge need for them to get a, a really well-rounded guy, maybe just the most explosive athlete. And for me, that is, uh, is Allen. Um, yep. He's going he's gonna to come in there at, at number four. Um, to to the San Francisco 49ers, uh, explosive pass rusher to play opposite D Ford there in the uh, the 49ers 43 defense, uh, add a real dynamic element for them. 
um, yep. and, and I think that could potentially be a, uh, a really good move for the 49ers. So, yeah, they're coming out as a potential early winner from this scenario, the 49ers, for me. Mm, nice, yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. That's, uh, that's a good move. And uh, Alan's actually a player who I mocked to the Giants uh, with a sixth overall here uh, in the first mock draft we did. So he's off the board now. And um, I think at this point, Mike, uh, one team in particular is uh, starting to feel a bit of sweat under their brows here. And I'm, uh, I'm not talking about anyone interested in drafting Montez Sweat. I'm talking, <laughs> about the, uh, talking about the Denver Broncos who are sitting yeah. there at 10. And they're getting a bit antsy. Uh, I have to, I said before, I was, I was very impressed with the, the smoke screen the Giants have been putting out about these quarterbacks. Uh, Dave Gettleman just enamoring himself to us even more. Um, there's been talk coming out that they've been meeting with everyone now they're fascinated with Daniel Jones and Drew Locke who's it going to be but we know for sure that uh, John Elway's got his eyes set on uh, Drew Locke as his guy and uh, the Broncos can't afford to let this thing slip so uh, they, they pull the trigger here and move up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are very happy to move out of the five pick oh yeah absolutely I think yeah. they feel like they can um, they've got multiple needs uh, as you could as you could tell watching the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play last season, um, they do need a quarterback. But I feel like Bruce Arians thinks he can get the best out of Jameis Winston for maybe one two years. Yeah, that's um, bizarre for me. Uh, there's there's talk. Well, I mean, there's been no talk. They haven't met with any quarterbacks this off season, so they're they're definitely not in the in the market for one. They've they've got a real <laughs> chance here to get a franchise guy, but uh, all all signals point to the the fact they're not going to look at it. Well, Winston is a free agent at the end of the season, mm. so if they if they have a bad year they end up in the top five again and yep. Winston leaves on a free um, that's no real that's no, no real mm. big deal for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they can take yep. a, one of the probably what will be a much finer quarterback drive draft class next year they can take one of those guys next year so yep. I think I think Arians is quite relaxed so yeah I can certainly see uh, Denver looking to get up and get snare Drew Locke here uh, to try and put the finishing touches on what again could be a, a championship team if, if they could only get a little bit of offensive production going yeah, yeah, certainly, and uh, as I mentioned before, I, I really like Locke as a, as, a, as a playmaker and his playmaking ability, like the way he can throw the football uh, from any angle, so it's, it's a good pick here and a sensible pick for John Elway, um, so Drew Locke mocking him to the Broncos at five, it's worth noting at this point we're going to be doing a half the uh, first round, uh, because that's where most of the, uh, the trade, uh, the quarterback carnage is going to be happening as we call it, yeah. so we're going to go to pick 16 in this draft. Um, and next, oh, the Giants are on the clock at six, Mike. Now, is another quarterback taken here? Well, the New York Giants have got a problem now in this scenario. I do agree with you. I think Dave Gettleman is playing this quite nicely. Um, no one really knows what he wants to do. There's a, there's a lot of people that think they know what he's going to do, but they all, they all think it's going to be a different player, mm. um, which which suggests to me that Gettleman's done a good job bamboozling yep. people. Yeah, um, But the, he's got a problem here because the three quarterbacks... The three probably best quarterbacks for me have come off the board. Um, Those are just, just two. So sorry, the two. Sorry, yeah. forgive me. The two best quarterbacks have come off the board for yeah, me. Yeah, by a country mile. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And 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 he's he's starting to get a bit of a sweat on here. He, mm. he, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't necessarily think he can afford to take maybe. Uh, he, he, you know, two two big linemen. Maybe he doesn't think he can come back and get a quarterback in the second round that he really likes. Um, someone to back up Eli Manning at the very least. So he. He goes for what he believes in this in this equation for me is is a franchise quarterback. Um, the NFL scouting community absolutely love this guy. Yeah. Um, there's there's people saying there's absolutely no way he makes it out of the top 
uh, half of the first round, wow. uh, which is um, baffling to you and I, yep. uh, having watched his film. But uh, this is uh, this is where the Giants pull the trigger on Daniel Jones, third quarterback. Oh, Nelly. Third quarterback off the board in six picks, and the uh, the green room is a buzz. <laughs> the run is truly on. There's some pouting faces here as people wonder if they're even going to go in the first round now. <laughs> this is absolute carnage. And, uh, I think uh, Quinn and Williams is sitting there wondering what the hell is going on. And as always with the New York Giants, you can hear the booing from Tennessee <laughs> as, as Daniel Jones has made the, uh, the, the franchise saviour of the New York football Giants here at number six. Yeah, and uh, I can see the glee in your eyes light up, Mike, as, as the Giants send this pick in here. Uh, because, Fletcher uh, Cox is feeling hungry <laughs> as he sees uh, Daniel Jones come off the board here, Matthews. <laughs> yep, yep, that would be uh, truly crazy. Um, I'm still not too convinced on this. I feel like I feel like at this point the Giants could make a move for uh, for the offensive tackle, Juwan Taylor. I know we did uh, you, when you were mocking for the Giants in the first first draft. We said that was a, a definitely strong a strong um, pick for them would be to go tackle. Um, so I feel like that could still be on here, but yeah, I think. yeah, that's in a world with a, a more relaxed atmosphere around the quarterbacks. They maybe yeah, they maybe think they could come back for Daniel Jones later in the first round. Yeah, in that scenario. Whereas mm. now with QBs flying off the board, people yeah. moving people moving up the board. Yeah, uh, maybe they think they have to pull the trigger on it earlier than they would have liked, and maybe instead of waiting to their seventeenth pick or trading back in into the first round again, mm. they have to they have to pull the trigger early. Yeah. That's, yep. They don't trade away all the players they've traded away not to get a quarterback, in my view. The mm. Giants. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. That's a good point. Uh, no hog molly for Gettleman right, uh, right this minute. Um, but we move to the Jaguars at number seven. And uh, the Jags are very happy here, Mike, because it's played out exactly as they want. And uh, they get Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle here, to, to make this, uh, to grade some roads for Leonard Fournette in the running game there in uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, he's going to have to play right tackle. Mm. Um, I, I maybe didn't make that clear enough when I, I selected him for them in the first mock draft that we did. He will definitely be playing on the right-hand side of an NFL offensive line, not the left, uh, especially not in his, his first couple of years. Um, they might they might want to wait for a, a more um, rounded pass protector um, or, or opt for Andre Dillard here, potentially. Mm. Uh, I know he's being worked out by multiple teams in the top 10, um, but I still think they like the physicality of Jawan Taylor. So that's a good pick by you there. I think he I think yeah, he, come, thank you. he comes off the he comes off the board there uh, and solidifies the right hand side of that line for them. Yep, yep, that uh, certainly makes uh, the most sense there at seven and. Um, Ooh, the alarm bells are ringing again here, Mike, because uh, we've got another trade that's coming in. Uh, what the hell is going on here? Uh, the, uh, a, <laughs> do you want to run us through this one? Yeah, well, so again, strong rumours now, uh, and the Lions GM has come out and said he'd be uh, more than happy to trade out of the, the number eight spot. Whether we mm. believe that or not is a different yeah. story. I can see it, actually, from their point of view. Yeah, definitely. Um, so many needs that they've got here. I can see them in this scenario with, with the QBs flying off the board. They're quite happy to pick up the phone. Uh, who's on that phone, Matthews? Who's on the other end of it? No, no other than a, a Gruden. Not John, <laughs> no. but Jay Gruden. Nah, um, the Washington Redskins have got itchy feet here. Mm. They feel like they need a quarterback, um, as, we, as detailed in the first mock draft. Um, yeah. Alex Smith could be done. Uh, Case Keenan won't win anything for you, uh, yeah. especially not in that NFC East. No. Uh, the pressure QBs take in that division. Um, so th- they're looking for their QB of the future. So I think they come up here to number eight and snare Dwayne Haskins yes. out of the Ohio State University. Absolutely. Uh, as they, they tab him to be their QB of the future. Again, I don't know if he'll play this year, um, but uh, he certainly can wait one year and, and, and 
take stock, learn the league a little bit, and he might be ready year two. He's very statuesque, although the Redskins do have a very good offensive line brewing mm. there in Washington, so could be in a good position to protect him, which he will need in his pro career. Um, could work out well for everybody. So the, yeah. the Redskins take a risk here, take a gamble. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Uh, they've uh, can't forget the Redskins got Darius Geis, who's going to be coming back fit this year. So hopefully, uh, what they'd hope would be a franchise running back for them. Yeah, there, and uh, they can just insert Haskins into that system nicely, and um, again work in that short passing game, which was certainly a strength from uh, from what we've seen on him uh, at high State and the risk free football there. Well, yeah, Haskins. yeah, absolutely, and I, I think really the that is the concern with him, obviously, because quarterbacks that thrive in the uh, the short passing game, you think of sort of Cody Kessler and the like, uh, never normally make it at the NFL level. But we'll, yep. we'll, we'll have to see for Haskins. Yep. the Redskins think he can do it. Yep, yep, certainly that's that's good. Um, and uh, next we have Buffalo on the clock at number nine, and uh, while, while all these trades uh, the quarterback carnage has been going on the bills are just sitting here oh many teams are sitting here just thinking oh this is this is working out very nicely like uh quinn and williams are still on the board here and i and this is a scenario would we'll that would be absurd if it played out but uh, the way we've mocked it with this quarterback run you, you never know and buffalo run to the pro podium here to get their their long-term replacement for for another williams carl williams who just retired uh, from them so it's a, a like for like slot in there uh, obviously, Courtney Williams a far better athlete and gives them a pass rush as well. Uh, huge disruptive interior lineman. Beautiful for the for the Bills here. Oh, the Bills, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, sprint to the podium, is absolutely, as you say. Quinn and Williams is a, is a freak. I think it's unlikely he falls to nine. Uh, we're, we're having a bit of fun with this, Matthews, but uh, yeah, they would absolutely uh, they would eat that up, and, and he would certainly eat up quarterbacks in the AFC East there. Tom Brady get a, might, might be feeling some pressure on those rickety old knees up the, up the middle of that pocket mm. in New England uh, yeah, next well, season. That is the key. Uh, that's what they say on Brady. You get that pressure coming up the middle. Absolutely. Yeah, see what happens. Um, and the next on the clock uh, after their trade with the uh, Denver Broncos, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they've got a player who we mocked to them at five in the first round, Mike, who's still sitting here at ten. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, yeah Devin White, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's still there. Um, best off-the-ball linebacker in the class for me, sideline to sideline, incredibly rangy disruptive athlete there at the second level of your defense mm. um he can call the signals for you for 10 years in your defense and and, and they get they trade down pick up picks and still get the guy that they wanted uh, bruce arians is laughing all the way to the bank here yeah yeah certainly that's uh, very nicely done for them uh next we have the bengals who um they've, they've been touted that they they may well take a course back i know they've had a few meetings with haskins and um I think the Bengals might be feeling a bit left out here at all <laughs> after this. Uh, they'd uh, maybe symptomatic of the franchise at large uh, being slightly left out of uh, proceedings. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to mock him a play who we gave him in the in the first round. Um, I believe it was the first first round. Yeah, was he? Yeah, we uh, sorry, our, our first mock draft last time we we gave him uh, T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys think this guy's a top ten player, and the Bengals are happy. This guy comes here to give uh, Andy Dalton a nice uh, threat over the middle of a passing game, a reliable catcher and run blocker for the Bengals. Yeah, I uh, I watched more of his uh, run blocking film actually today. Oh, lovely! Uh, in my lunch break. At oh, work. what a way to spend a lunch break! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm obviously an extremely uh, extremely busy and cool person. Uh, I watch a bit of tight end run uh, run blocking <laughs> in my lunch breaks, and he absolutely mauls people in the mm. running game um, oh, and big reliable target for Andy Dalton yeah no no brainer there for us uh, I think I think happy to see him uh, happy to see him still on the board there the Bengals even though they have missed out on their quarterback 
Yep, yep, that's uh, that's a nice call there. Um, the Packers now in the, in the first draft we we said the run on tight ends had started and really the top two tight ends we gave him Fant. But um, is, are you going to go that way with them here, Mark? You got them on the clock at twelve. Do they? Do you think they go there, or is there is there another position they could? There's still a lot of good players on the board here at twelve. A lot of good players on the board. Mm. Um, I I think I, I, I it's very very difficult with the Packers to know what to do. Um, uh, all these rumors about receivers falling out with Rogers. Uh, worried that if if they if they disagreed with him, argued with him, he'd freeze them out of the offense. Rumors mm. of that happening. Wow. Um, and they've actually got they've actually let a lot of offensive weapons walk out the door here over the last couple of years. The yeah. New Eng- uh, the, sorry, not the New England Patriots. The uh, the Green Bay Packers. So mm, serious um, stuff. I think if you're going to win as the Green Bay Packers, you've got a new head coach, an offensive mind. Um, that you're going to be you're going to win with offense if anything um, yeah. until Rogers retires. So I still think you give him Noah Fant. Yeah. Uh, freaky weapon here. Um, they do need receivers, but I feel like uh, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the Packers feel like they can get good receivers later on in the draft in the middle rounds. So mm-hmm. they, they they get a, uh, a freak, uh, lightning in a bottle. Noah Fant, four five eight of a uh, four was it four five eighty ran? It might have even been quicker than uh, yeah, that. Yeah, four five two maybe. Four five two, yeah, yeah unbelievable that's, athlete. That's so six you, four two thirty. You, you pair him together with Jimmy Graham, and uh, you've got a very uh, interesting new threat for Rogers mm. um, to, to to bring to the table, throwing over the middle there. Yep. Not just outside. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, Jimmy Graham not quite panning out uh, in Green Bay there, so that that makes total still sense. Still a presence there though. If you put if you pair him with uh, with Noah Fant there, yeah. that's, a, that's an enticing for anybody. Yeah, yeah, certainly, yeah. Um, and then now we come to the Dolphins on the pick at uh, thirteen, and we've uh, stated before we think the Dolphins are tanking this season quite nicely. They um, they certainly haven't made a move for a quarterback in our mock draft mock draft matrix two point So they're sitting here with. Still a few good players on the board, and I think I'm going to mock them. Oh, a tough one because I feel like they could have some interest here in Devin Bush Jr. out of Michigan uh, to to command that defense in the middle. But uh, I'm actually given the uh, best edge rusher available, which is uh, Brian Burns out of Florida State. Uh, keep it in state here for the Dolphins and get an edge rusher that they haven't really had much off the edge since uh, since the days of Cameron Wake, which is uh, a bit depressing, really, and. Uh, as we mentioned before, in this division, you need to pressure Brady. So it's, it's a real no-brainer for me there. Brian Burns with a 13th pick for Miami here. Yeah, big freaky athlete. Um, I think a lot of buzz for Clellan Farrell actually building now before the draft. Yeah. Um, mm. Could he come up even as high as 13? Maybe. But I have no issue with Brian Burns going there. Uh, Florida guy. Uh, keep him in state. Uh, he goes to the Dolphins there at 13. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they're pretty happy with that. As you say, I think they're in the two or two longer stakes next year. Uh, mm. They'll be looking for that first overall pick and then bring in their QB of the future Yeah. next season. Yeah, nice. Yeah, And we get to enjoy a whole year of Fitz magic down yeah. in Miami with, uh, without the threat of him being benched. Which <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, yeah. Uh, very tantalizing, almost as tantalizing as the draft itself, to be honest. Um, next, we have the uh, Falcons on the clock at 14, Mike. Now, uh, I went a bit left field in our first draft and uh, mocked him greedy Williams. Um, are they feeling a bit greedy here? <laughs> they might be. <laughs> Who knows with these Falcons? But um, uh, I, I think I, I think I'm going to differ with you slightly. Mm. Um, uh, the uh, as I as I highlighted in our first mock draft, they value freaky athletes um, in the in the defensive front seven in the first round. It's not all about size for them here. It's about the best athletes, um, yep. speed to the quarterback, speed to the football. Um, I'm going to give them a very freaky athlete, uh, a five-star high school athlete, in fact, Tom, 
mm-hmm. and the best uh, interior pass rusher in this entire draft, potentially, um, outside of Ed Oliver. Yeah. Um, here comes Christian Wilkins uh, into Atlanta. Love it. Uh, he's going to be an absolute wrecking ball in that in that defense. Mm. The, that defensive line starting to look stacked now in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, nice. Could help them make a bit more of a push, a sustained push next year, and get after Drew Brees in that NFC South. Yeah, I always see them as uh, one of these slightly weaker teams that will, when they get on the road in the cold weather, they're just going to sort of give up a little bit. So. Really brings a nice uh, bit of gnarl to that defense there. And, uh, gives them an edge. <laughs> yeah. You like that? I did. I, I enjoyed that. What, what our, uh, our listeners can't see it here at home is the uh, the way he curled his lip when he said it. He, said he, was, he really enjoyed, very proud of himself there, Thomas. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was quite pleased with the pick. I'm glad you. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah very much, uh, very much. I've got a lot of time for any Clemson or Alabama defensive linemen. Uh, certainly, very good picks. Picks all. Um, now the Lions have got this pick 15 after their trade with the Redskins here. And um, the Lions are going to get their guy who we mocked to them in the first round. He's still here at 15. No receivers off the board yet. And the Lions get the best receiver in DK Metcalf. Uh, a very good piece of business from the Lions here. Yeah, they get the guy that they want. I think they, they know that um, this is the, the kind of target that uh, Matthew Stafford absolutely relishes. A big down the field guy. Um, and, and yeah, as you say, they 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 managed to pick him up despite not uh, standing pat in the in the top ten. So they'll be absolutely delighted, and you'd have to say that would be one of the steals of the first round. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, and the the final pick of the mock draft matrix two point as we round off the first half of the NFL draft twenty nineteen is going to be the Carolina Panthers here at sixteen. And um, with the run on quarterbacks, a lot of these teams sort of from 10 to 16 are licking their lips here and uh, no no less than the Panthers uh, what they're going to do here with the 16th Mike well I think in the first round we gave them Bradbury Um, did we give it or did he go to the Vikings in our first draft Uh, went to the Vikings yeah I believe we gave him uh, Rashawn Gary Okay. Okay. Rashawn Gary. Now, um, interesting enough, actually, he's uh, he started to slide after it was uh, revealed he's torn uh, got a torn shoulder. Yeah. Labrum. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's pretty big news here for yeah, the Rashawn and, Gary fans amongst us. Yeah, and apparently it's a very similar injury to um, uh, uh, that Shaq Lawson. That's his name. Ah, Shaq Lawson. The he of a former Clemson Tiger mm. uh, was drafted very high by the Buffalo Bills with the same shoulder injury. Um, at the time, it was thought he'd be able to play through it yeah. and, and get, an, get, get an operation the, the following off-season. Yeah, it seems um, a bit bizarre, that, uh, that sort of mindset. I, I think teams will be wary of that now, yeah. um, that approach. So um, I think they will give... Um, they, they'll, they'll give that a swerve on Rashawn Gary. Um, I think they will go to uh, who, someone who's becoming one of my rapidly one of my favourite players in this draft. I've already mentioned him once tonight. Um, I think Cleland Farrell will mm. come in here at number sixteen, nice. uh, jump up the board um, to, to provide a much needed edge rushing presence here in Carolina. Slide into that forty three defense beautifully, um, and I, I think they're very happy to see him here. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, a guy who. We really enjoyed watching his tape. Uh, he's really going to give a lot there, uh, a lot of effort. Play the run as well. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's that's certainly a very good Carolina Panthers prospect. I think. Is there a chance they could go tackle here as well, Mike? With some of these uh, Jonah Williams still on the board, Andre Dillard on the board. Yeah, I think they've worked yeah. out Andre Dillard, so that that definitely mm, is ah, a, okay. that definitely is a possibility. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton um, getting uh, getting hit far too often, which is a you know a, yeah. a consequence of his own play a lot of times. To be fair, but also yeah. poor protection as always in Carolina. It seems for. Uh, for yeah. Cam Newton, so that, that that's a very legitimate point. I just feel like that 
that defense needs an edge rushing presence, and uh, why not? Why not grab one of the uh, the top guys here early in the first round, fearing a run on defensive ends? Yeah, no, yeah, I like that a lot. Very good. And uh, thus concludes the mock draft matrix 2.0. So to round that off, we've got Bosa going one, Kyler Murray two to the uh, Raiders, Ed Oliver three, Josh Allen, uh, Drew Lock uh, five to the Broncos, uh, Daniel Jones going to the Giants, and uh, to round off the quarterback run, Dwayne Haskins goes to the Lions. Uh, li- uh, no, not the Lions. They traded for him. What am I talking about? The Redskins. <laughs> the Redskins. Jay Gruden gets his guy there yeah. at number eight. So there we go. Four quarterbacks going in the top both, ten. Both Gruden brothers getting uh, itchy feet for a quarterback there and uh, mm. drafting up into the into the, uh, trading up in the top ten for one. Yeah, well, it's it's win or go home time now for the Gruden. <laughs> yeah, guess, yeah, so, I think it is. Again, yeah. to that uh, that stage. So uh, yeah, very good. Um, and yeah, well, we yeah, I guess that that concludes this. I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening and uh, really hope you enjoy the draft. I know uh, we're going to be watching it uh, eagerly and anticipating it and uh, hoping my my bet on a, a Nick Bosa with a one overall comes through. We can only hope, Tom, and, mm. and, and if that does, maybe you can share the wealth of some new mics for the podcast Ooh. studio or, or you know, something to something of that nature, Tom. I'm sure you'd be very generous with your winnings. Oh, yes, the, uh, the four pounds should go a long way. <laughs> I'm sure. I already uh, stretch the pockets out there for the, for the podcast, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Uh, thanks for sticking with us and uh, enjoy the draft. Yeah, enjoy, guys. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can.